From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Oh, Lord. I know it. We need help. Hi. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Glenn, Jonathan, Bill George, Zeke, Tara have showed up uh, from uh, Barracuda Cassettes. What do you keep looking at me for? And uh, they brought some guy along with them that she's going to stand around in the booth all day. What's your name, sir? What? Yeah, he says his name is Dean, but I know him as YouTube Dean. Go check it out, Dean Fraser. If you want to go check out some really good videos of guys being harassed while they're fishing, Dean's the man to talk to. We were talking about Amendment 13 last hour and the fact that uh, it could be anything because it has the word animals in there. It's not just about greyhound racing. If you look into it, you'll see that uh, next thing you know, it's like, well, it started out as greyhound racing, but now we're going to harass Dean while he's out fishing because he's uh, performing cruel and unusual punishment on on fish. If anybody thinks that what we're saying is not correct, Go and look at YouTube for the man who took and stole a tilapia from a fisherman and threw it back no, no, in the no. water in St. Pete. And they their thing was you are being cruel no. to the fish. No, no, That's no. right. He's Let's saving play. its hey, life. Hey, they're hey. looking for to protect the fish. If, Let's if, play their if, game. Let's play their no. game. He took a fish from a grandmother. Standing there with her grandkids. Let's play let's, their. Let's play their game. Yeah, big tough guy walking up to a grandma and taking her fish. Yeah, well, it could happen. And, I mean, uh, uh, and some you know, grandmas you, could be very hazardous you, to your health. Dang right. <laughs> but I, I mean, that's. What, I know ours. It would be. I look uh, at it this way: that that made it onto the local news. Okay, it, it was huge. It was national. It was everywhere. But seriously, Dean, he's still tied up in court now. Dean, yeah, there was a court date issue. Dean has been putting those videos up for uh, a number of years. Probably started about three years ago you started putting them up where, you know, he's just minding his own business at some pond on the backside of an apartment complex or some lake that's accessible. There's no signage. It says no fishing. And then next thing you know, you got people walking by with dogs going, hey, you can't be here fishing. And he's going, Show me where the sign is, and literally had the cops called on him you multiple don't need times. A sign. You have to and have you know, permission if it's private property. And you know how it is, law enforcement. You know, city of St. Petersburg, a city cop pulls up there. First thing they say is, uh, "Are you supposed to be doing that?" Well, uh, unless there's signage or anything here, that says okay, I can't. Is there a sign that says I can't go in your house? There was even one right. Th- yeah, there is. It's called a front door. <laughs> And, no, uh, if it's unlocked, can I just walk in? Sure you can and get no, sawed I... off in the half. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. 12-gauge <laughs> will cut you right off right there above the pelvis. You'll be fine. If you make it to heaven, oh, no, I'm won't. just saying. There's there's places in which sometimes we go that we're not supposed to be, and it's, if it's private property, you know. Yeah, but the sad part is is that somebody else is dictating those rules. And Amendment 13 means that somebody else is going to be dictating your rules oh, yeah. on where you can fish, what you can fish, or even if you can fish, or go raccoon hunting, or go out and go hog hunting, or go deer hunting. And for, forget the bear hunt ever happening again in the state. I mean, uh, forget using dogs because that's an easy shot for them because we did it with greyhound. It's just Let's, the beginning of, yeah. of everything. Look at look at Sidus with the airboats. How much uh, – Oh, How oh, much yeah. headache have they faced over the years of somebody thinking that it's not good to be running Whoa. an airboat? It's just it, 
everybody wants to take away somebody's rights. And there's some legitimate stuff out there that deserves to be reviewed and have an opportunity to discuss. This is just one of those things that's going to be a backdoor to a lot of headache for many years to come and somebody's interpretation of what that amendment really means once it gets passed. And so you the know, and the do, sad part is, is it's not going to stop anything. Well, what, do you think all the uh, think all the rooster fighting is done over there around Wymama? Uh, <laughs> why you got to say Wymama? Plant City. Why Wymama? Why Plant City? Because it's out there, you yeah, out there in the country where nobody can see it. Well, it's out there. What, do you think there ain't no chicken fighting going on out there? Absolutely. How long has that been banned? I mean, well, seriously. Uh, well, dog racing has been in the state of Florida since 1931. Exactly. Well, and here, but like you brought up a good point. The airboat thing. The thing that drives me absolutely nuts, and I've said this a hundred times, not only on this show, but other radio shows I've done with fishing people, hunting people, everybody. Why is it that us as a group, the hunters, the fishermen, the outdoor people in general, why is it that we're always, we got our own little niches, it's just like high school, everybody's got their own little cliques, we never work together, but you see these people, and just like you said, you see these people with animal rights, with the HOAs, and just things like that, that they just constantly, they're, you're unified. I, I got something for you to think about. If the kid's in the pond fishing, yeah, he's not breaking in your car, he's not breaking in your house, you know where he is, and he's not Pastor, up to no Pastor, good. Pastor, you're preaching towards a <laughs> choir right now. Turn around and talk to the congregation. <laughs> really what it boils down to is a lot of people move into this state, and they think that what worked where they're from Exactly. Is what's going to work that, here, and it's not—it's not that everything is bad. It's not everything is good. But uh, the biggest thing is, like you just touched on, Jonathan, is bringing somebody, introducing them to it. Uh, when people come into the state of Florida and they see those airboat tours, attraction uh, rides, and everything else, man, I encourage them to take a trip because once you see it, you have a different point of view, a different outlook on it. Well, you, now, you still so. have those people that abuse uh, their rights. You know, and I, and I say abuse it like mm-hmm. people like to just run up behind somebody's house because they live on a lake and just run to wee hours of the morning. Is that is that the right oh, thing? Oh, there's got to be some ethical courtesy. thing. Yeah. There is some of that courtesy. But one of the biggest things, too, I've seen here sitting down is the d- deep south hunting camps uh, that's got a booth set up. And one of the things that they say, kids hunt free. So if you go hunting, you, you buy a hunt with those folks, you get to bring your kids and introduce them to an opportunity of seeing another side That's of it. That's a great so idea. If you take somebody, you introduce them, you share your views. But the hard thing is is when you try to share your view, what you custom have done for all your life to somebody that's never done it, you just get an argument, a wall. There's no understanding. There's no compromise exactly. of listening to your point of view. It's one-sided anymore. Well, there's there's so many people that don't live the lives that we grew up living. Uh, you know, rural, out in the woods, doing stuff, having that freedom, being able to do it. Great, a great, up. a great example of that. Uh, go to my uh, website. Go to Braden Gun on, face, on Facebook. I posted a video up there of the news reporter who's standing there in the middle of the woods talking about flooding, and a panther literally walks out into her shot in the morning in the dark, and she's like, "Oh look, we got a dog walking right into our live shot." And thank gosh, the the panther walked right by, went by, and she's in there going, "Well, it's a good thing you didn't pet him. He would have been right there all day." Or so, and both of them never even had a clue. The thing is a mountain lion walking right through their camera. This animal, this is, hey, this is Karen. And if you're calm, Karen will be calm. Yeah. But if you're not calm, Karen will do what God put her on this earth to do. Run and which scream. Which is eat you with a smile. Well, I, I'm just, like anything else, <laughs> some people are lazy. 
Amendment 13, I'm telling you, as I said before the break, I'm not voting for it. I'm, I'm voting no on it. I don't, I don't want that. Uh, Derby Lane's been running dogs for a lot of years. And as a matter of fact, lately, they haven't been running that many dogs at all because I know I live right down the street. And uh, most of the paramutual wagering that's done inside of there is off track. It's done somewhere else. It's done in Miami. It's done in Homestead. It's done in other states, other countries. And you can still uh, you can still bet on it. So it really hasn't changed anything except it's a feel-good measure and a way for animal rights people to get in there and start dictating what you like to do out of the woods, especially if it involves an animal they feel you're being cruel to in their interpretation, not yours. Yep. That's the bottom line. All right, when we come back, we're going to welcome a new sponsor onto the show and talk a little bit more about what's going on here at the uh, Florida Sportsman's Expo. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us this morning. Gates open up at 9. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feet Outdoors and Brandon Ford. And welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. No, we're are back. we really back? Yeah, we're back. Oh, well, you're showing me pictures on your phone, so I couldn't tell. What? Who's the guy wearing around with DK Flatwoods camo on? I don't know. Who's that? Where'd he get that shirt? Who is that with that DK on? From the on? store. Did he get it online, or is it somebody repping for that? What was he doing? I can't believe it. I saw it. Man, you can spot that camo. Bam! There it was. DK Flatwoods right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it matches the back of the computer screen. Here. What? Yeah, it does. Did you uh, go over and go, hey, man, just take a look at my computer? Oh, <laughs> it matches my shirt. Uh, but anyway, we are broadcasting live out here at the Florida Sportsman's oh, Expo. Lord. Gates open up at 9 o'clock, 9 a.m. this morning. Vendors are getting here in mass and uh, getting things set up for everybody. We have uh, the good folks over there at Hancock C. They're getting uh, some stuff out there with some balloons for the kids and everything all set up over there. Your Deep South Honey Camps, the one you mentioned over there, they're not here yet, but uh, – I'm going to give them a free plug. You come in here and you put your name in the little jar right there. I'm reading it from here. It says, when a free. Nice people. Free three-day hunt, uh, $5 per ticket or five for whatever. I can't read the rest of it. So uh, you can win yourself a little hunt. They're having a little raffle there for a a deer hunt. And what does that say? Hmm. Where where is that county? Alabama? Looks like Marengo. Mango? Marengo? Marengo County, Alabama. Where in the heck is Marengo County, Alabama? I don't know, but they say they're up there at the Black Belt where everybody likes to hunt Ooh, really? Yeah. Where all the big boys are supposed to be. Yep. That one deer up there in the upper left corner is uh, quite the one. That is a nice-looking specimen right there. I would not uh, throw that out of my cooler for sure. Yeah. That would be more than welcome. And speaking of coolers, we wanted to welcome Nick and his fabulous crew on board the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. They've decided to uh, jump on with us as a, a nice little sponsor. They're going to help us out for a while. I don't know if they're going to be out here today. Did you talk to Nick at all? No, they're, they're actually in Texas. They're doing a big oh, uh, that's right. tournament they're, out there, fundraiser or something. They're, uh, that's where they're at. I did see that. Today. I saw his post. Now that you mention it, I, I, I followed him on Instagram, and I, I he did put some stuff up there. But uh, Liberty Outdoors, they're jumping on board with us. Of course, Liberty Outdoors is known for their fishing uh, kayaks and coolers. They're right out of St. Pete, Florida, so they're local guys. They have uh, seven models of kayaks ready and available for you. They have the uh, tandems. They have the singles. They have the uh, pedal driving. And when we were out at G5, we talked to Nick for a while on the on the show talking about that pedal drive. And that thing, that's a direct drive. None of those little wingy-looking seal fin things. This thing is a propeller. 
you pedal it, it. I mean, it, it gets you going. I mean, well, it, you might need that whenever sound, that great white sound gets effects after you. and all. Yeah, it gets or, you going. Alligator, whichever the case is. But I, I will say this: you take one of their coolers and put it next to a well-known brand that sportsmen are kind of uh, upset about this time. And it's so funny because people will look at that one and then they'll look at the Liberty and they'll choose that Liberty nine out of ten times. Well, you know what? The name says it itself, Liberty. Well, I mean. Against the other competition or the other people that we don't even want to mention anymore. No, but, but I mean, they have metal on the corners of their coolers inside. So they're a bottle opener. They have a chain attached to it where you're not going to lose. They have a double uh, drainage system on it so you don't have to take the plug completely out. They've got a pressure release valve on the front, which a lot the of other them are coolers doing that, don't have. But one thing is as good is that they really support the outdoors. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's what they're there for. Where the other company, I don't know what happened. Somebody hit their head. Well, <laughs> but, the, pro- the problem is, and it's like you're saying, the coolers now, the other company, like you said, that will go unnamed. Why are you not naming them? Well, there's no reason to. Because to. they're not sponsors. And not and only that. They're, they're anti-outdoor, so we don't like to talk about them right now. But – you know, it's when the patents went away on their stuff, it, it was only a matter of time. Sure. It's, and it's just like, I mean, let's face it. That's just like the world we live in today. Somebody's going to come out with a product that is great and revolutionary and does a good job. And what happens in America? Somebody's going to come out. They're going to build a better mousetrap. And here they we go, boys. They try and build it cheaper. Well, here we go, boys. We're off to the races. And I it mean, is it is cheaper. When you're talking about the other one, especially one that's in like a, a – how about the twenty quarter? Yeah, uh, with the other unnamed brand <laughs> on that number well, twenty, yeah. add another zero behind it, and that's what you pay for it. You would pay probably eighty bucks less for a Liberty Outdoor well, Cooler. But the other thing too better. is, it's a twenty quarter. There says twenty on the outside, but when you open it up, it's more like five. <laughs> well, mean. it's twenty all the way around the outside. But anyway, uh, Liberty Outdoors, uh, of course, they have dealers in Plant City. Uh, G five has some of their stuff out there. Lakeland, Tallahassee, Jacksonville. Homestead and more places coming each and every week. Like uh, Glenn pointed out, they're out in Texas right now. They're doing a tournament out there. But uh, they do also, Nick also does uh, kayak charters out there. So he'll do fishing charters that if people want to go try out kayaking for the first time or go give it a shot, you don't have to jump into a a big giant boat with a guy driving 80 miles an hour. He could take you to some backwater places. Uh, A lot of those places these days that aren't affected by red tide. And actually go back and catch some nice fish. So uh, we just wanted to say hello and thank you and welcome to uh, Liberty Outdoors uh, for coming on board with us for a while. So, Nick, good luck this weekend out there in Tejas. We'll see how you do when you get back. Yeah, they're, they're, they're gonna do, they're, they'll be fine. They're going to really do well. Yeah, uh, if you want more information, go to libertyoutdoors.us. That's libertyoutdoors.us. But, you know, one of the things that the earlier in the break – uh, we were, you were talking about the YouTube, uh, the videos that people do, and the stuff that really helps generate more anti stuff is uh, this past week a guy in Oklahoma shot a really nice buck. One of those things. Have you? I think we've all can say we've been tempted uh, the day of the, the actual season kicking in. You're out scouting, doing a little bit, and you see something. You say, "Oh my gosh, look at that!" And you say, "Man, nobody will know if I did it." or not but apparently this oklahoma guy he was tempted so bad that he ended up taking a deer day before opening season and, uh, then, and then it gets i mean what are you thinking and drop the hammer on him 
then takes a picture and posts it up on his Facebook page and, and dates it opening day. Yeah. <coughs> the night of opening day. Yeah. Oh, man. And then, of course, what happens? Uh, their Game and Fish Commission gets gets a picture posted <laughs> hey, to them. Smith, so, uh, and then the investigation begins. I, I, how about this? I bet you it wasn't an anti-hunter that turned them in. It was the a hunter. It was the upstanding hunter. Exactly. Is, the problem I have, and I've had this conversation with all the people I know that are anti-hunters, because a lot of times, just like Glenn's saying, when stuff like this happens, you know it, Braden knows it, who's the first person all your anti-hunting buddies like to call when stuff like this is you. Because they're like, look at here, you know, and it's like. Here's another one of your buddies that and, just did and, this. And, and I'm the first person to look at him and tell him if it was me, I would probably beat you to the phone to call and rat them out. I mean, well, because. I, this, I'll give you a great example. The guys that were out there shooting snook out by John's Pass with a bow. When they're out there bow fishing and they were shooting snook, if you read the post and you saw the comments that were made, they were by fishermen. They were guys that were out there who have to put up with the rules and regulations. They're the guys who helped to make those rules and regulations. And they were the first ones who were going, I'm calling my FWC, or they were hashtagging it, FWC, all that stuff, so it come to the attention of the FWC. I made a phone call. I called Officer Nick and said, have you seen this post? He goes, send it to me. And so it wasn't just me. It was thousands of other fishermen who have to deal with it that were turning those guys in and looking for them. Yeah. It wasn't Annie Hunters. It wasn't somebody, uh, some girl in a nice, uh, uh, you know, little uh, outfit showing up at the commission meetings paid for by somebody else yeah. voicing her concerns about the fish. It was fishermen who turned those guys in. And you know what? It's those guys, and they tell you all the time, guys on the water that are out in their boats, those aren't anti-fishermen who are calling going, dude, I'm sitting here in my boat. I'm watching a guy throw 40-inch snook into his cooler. Yeah. Well, and, I, and, and he's right here by at the tip of Pinellas Point. You need to get somebody over. Well, give me the boat number. Here's the number of the boat. Here it is. Here's the registration number. Oh, wait. He's heading into this marina right now. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I will tell you, on our side, a few people – make the group look really bad and on of course the, they do on the anti side also there are a few people that are really out there on the radical side but there's a number of those people who are truly just concerned they don't share our point of view on some things but they're not out there well they're, they're not the far end it, that, I, I that, understand that are that. taking people's fish and throwing them back in the water that's it's that's not wh- who they are and they they are misrepresented by that that I'll give it a wacko group. Yeah, you know? it's, well, it's like I told Steve Austin when we were talking to him last. We had our bloody, you know, our whole yeah. little hoot and nanny throwdown we had in the studio last week. It, it, it's like the bragging board at Arrowheads, like I said to him. I've used that as a an icebreaker so many times with people, so many times, like Glenn saying about taking kids hunting and stuff like that. You've, you, I've used that as an icebreaker to explain to them, you know, this is – we hunt this way or we fish this way or we do this or we do that. Here's the reason why we do it, why we enjoy it, and this is what we do. And when you talk to it, like you said, a lot of those people, when you talk to them about it, they come away from the situation like, okay, cool, I have no problems with it. Yeah, but those are people you know? that are that were on the fence to begin with. But what Bill's talking about is you got extremes on both you sides. You got your 10% on each end. Yeah, you got guys who go out there and think that it's okay to post – 
Uh, 50 pictures of spikes that they've killed uh, any number of ways. Legal. Legal exactly. or not. Exactly. Legal or not, it makes everybody look bad. And then you got the other side, like the woman on our Facebook page at Big and Wild, uh, who's standing out in the woods up in Maine screaming at a guy up in a tree stand. Uh, you know, verbally assaulted him, <laughs> throwing cuss words at him and everything else. Well, to a guy who's sitting in a tree stand in with her a bow. backyard. Uh, with Throw a, a break bow. at us. <laughs> I don't think he was in her backyard. But it, I love the fact she goes, I'm just sitting up here in a tree, Lady Mine above She goes, Well, yeah, so was I. I just that's We what are I'm being about. a wild outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. She fell off the limb. The perch? Yeah, yeah there it is. That's just like you saying Putnam. Oh, yeah. I said Putnam. You said Putnam. Putnam. Well, All right. like Vietnam. We heard you, Aaron. Gosh. She just thinks she can't hear because you're talking so much. Oh, well, welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are broadcasting live out at the uh, Florida Sportsman's Expo. Me, Glenn, oh, Jonathan, Bill George wandering around uh, out here. And the reason I say it because Erin's back in the studio. She's pushing buttons and everything else. And, and when we come probably, back from break, she's – You do a good job at doing pushing the buttons She's as well. yelling at us. She's like, 10 seconds. I did get a question asked Wait, while we were off really the air. she didn't really say it like that. She said, 10 seconds. While we were off the air, I got a message sent to me. Uh, the Liberty Coolers, are they in 12 volts? Do they make them in 12 volt? A 12-volt cooler? <laughs> what does that mean? I guess they want one to plug up in their truck or car, but oh, they, no, like they just ice on them. Electric cooler? Or yeah, whatever. remember that? I was like, do they, do they still make I those? I think they still make those. <laughs> I think you can still find them uh, where you can put them in your Absolutely. cigarette lighter. Oh, no, dude. There's any gas station, trust me, because I went all the way out to New Mexico. Every Loves, Flying J, all that, they have the lovely little. You know, cigarette lighter, plug-in coolers. Yeah. Plug-in, look, well, mini, well, the, mini the, fridges. The, those over-the-road truck drivers, they need something to keep oh, everything cool. Right. Well, you know, speaking of that, you told me about the new F-150 that's coming out with a diesel engine in it. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, this out. I called, I talked to Brooksy. I got on there, you know, Brandon Ford, and he was like, yep, going to be coming out. We're going to be getting a few of them here pretty soon. They have them in already. I yeah, looked at them. I, well, this was a while back, so, yeah. But – so I went on the website and went to look at them, and uh, awesome, stupid. I mean, what is it, 22 miles yes. per gallon in the in city, the, yeah. 24 on yeah. the highway? I mean, that's crazy. But what made me think of it when you said that is they actually have a plug in the back. You can get one with a plug that is 110. Yeah, yeah, got them in the – My truck's got it. Yeah. So you can plug it in there and run a, yeah, a TV or whatever. Yeah, what? Yeah, they're fixed. Yeah. They in the, in when the do back they seat, still put those in? The back seat in the front seat. There's a plug. There's a plug. Mine's got a plug in the front and a plug a in the back. A 110. A 110. And I plug my uh, rechargeable batteries for my cordless drills and stuff into it. You're kidding me. No. It runs off your battery, off your truck battery, yeah. and it just got the, what do they call that? That it's amplifier, a working man's amplifier truck, thing on my hopper. Yeah, you have to get rid of that antique you got. Get you a yeah, new. That, 04 is hey. an antique. <laughs> really? Far. Oh, trust me. I can't. I can't. You get a blue tag for that thing. Every I should get one. I get lower insurance rates if I did that. Every time I pull into the Brandon Ford parking lot, they always look at me and go, ready to trade that thing in yet? No. I just put new tires part. on it, man. Hang on a second. Let me wear these bad boys out first before. Yeah, the, we'll sad, the sad part about it is, is the value of them still not too bad. That's what I'm saying. Uh, well, I better do it while it's getting good. But uh, I was very impressed with that that new Ford. That thing, that is awesome. Yeah. With that diesel. 
Why it's taking them this long to do that, I have no idea. Well, you got to work through all the bugs, uh, get everything taken care of. Well, here's what I know. If 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 manufacturers <laughs> are telling you that it's 22 miles per gallon in the city, 24 yeah. on the highway, that means that somebody, a little some smart kid with a laptop and his computer program can get in there and probably get that thing up to literally 30 miles per gallon, if not more. Uh, I mean, well, seriously. Well, let's just say the old uh, Black Beauty sitting out in the parking lot is about <laughs> – 1,100 miles from 100,000 miles, and – Well, that's your I've fault, got, Mr. I've I drive to New Mexico. I've got a uh, guy that might be possibly – another possible maybe interest in being on this radio show that's going to do the nice DEF delete and some other things, and we're going to jump that old girl right on up. There you go. See, that's how crazy. it works. That's how it works. Why would he be crazy? He'd get better gas mileage out of he it. Won't, he won't be able to handle all the power. You know, Bully Dog makes a really good hey, aftermarket. It ain't thing. for power. It's for – it's the – the thing that drives me nuts with the DEF, and it's just like your amendment talk, is I don't understand why we have an engine that is just so perfectly made to pull stuff and to drive and everything else, but then you go and put some stupid regulated crap on it that sucks the mileage down. Yeah, some brain that doesn't know actually how to think. Uh, I got it started for you. Just try, put it in drive, and I will go. Uh, you know, after your boy gets done tweaking, it'll be like Einstein in there, and you'll be driving like. Well, a it's just you, you talk about, like you said, with the the thing that interests me about it. If I bought one, I would probably look at getting one of the F one fifties with a diesel in it. But the fuel economy and everything else—that's what drives me nuts with these people. That oh, well, we want more efficient, more this, more that, but yet you put all the stuff on there. That takes away from it. So thanks, California. Explain, yeah, explain thanks, that one. Thanks, California. Me. What are you doing? Why you got this thing on your lap? Have you fallen in love with that box? No, I just wanted to uh, again <laughs> remind everybody to stop by and register for their chance to win one of these. Uh, Is that a headlamp? Yeah. At this, nine o'clock, you can't come in now. This here's the headlamp, the uh, three and one from. Why didn't Wicked you show lights. me the headlamp? I thought they were all scopes for the for the lights for the top you, you of the You know what scope. I like about this okay, on the so box? Are the members of the show allowed to enter in on this drawing? or is it? I don't think so. Yeah, it wouldn't be fair. Especially so. if we drew your name. Then it would be, well, yeah. yeah. Now, what we're but, talking about is the Wicked Light. It's the new, I wasn't in the studio when Glenn uh, broke this thing out in the a, studio. There's a video. I had to watch the video page. on our Facebook page. <laughs> and and, we, uh, but I did get good reports back from Bill George on it. And he was talking about the fact that uh, the Gators, when you would hit them with that red light, they would not spook. They mm-hmm. wouldn't freak. As a matter of fact, uh, it seemed not to bother them at all. It actually kind of piqued their curiosity. But the other thing I thought was interesting was that Glenn brought up the fact that when you use the – was it the red light or the green light that lets you see more frogs? Uh, the the red light was incredible. The frogs just jumped right out. That's what I mean. It, like, changed the color of their skin. Where, I mean, they, where you could <laughs> – where you could actually see them a lot better in the water where you normally couldn't if you hit them with a white light. Yeah, with Can the, you give me some warning next time? The red light, something uh, like that? whenever we were driving, a, running the shoreline looking for the gators and stuff, it was uh, the frogs really just it just seemed to amplify them. And the fact is, you could I've never done it, but maybe once or twice in all my years, but to be able to go up to multiple frogs and just almost, you know, grab them hand. and grab them, pick them up with they, the red well, light on. Screw their depth perception up so they can't see you coming. I, no, but it's he was it using. Could the, be, cause he was follow using, the light, follow the light. No, he was using the red light, not the the white one. But anyway, yeah. on these uh, on these wicked lights, uh, I know this one here is the. Uh, this called this is the Scan Pro Three Color in One Night Hunting Headlamp Kit. 
So what is hat not included? Where does the uh, yeah? Where does the battery pack go on this? It goes on your hip, or does it go on the back? It's of the on head? the back of the. It's on the back of the uh, the oh, strap. I like that. It balances the unit. But oh, it, really? It, yes. it, it's definitely. Uh, I have noticed a big difference from uh, last year using just a regular white light, and uh, to using the green or the red. The red really, to me, uh, works the best. Um, really, get allows me more opportunity to get closer without spooking the, the gator. And, of course, as I mentioned, the frogs, I just couldn't believe how close I actually get to picking them things up. Running the pump lines and stuff during the weekdays, uh, we get around some of those private lakes. I'm like, look at these frogs. I walk her up to okay, them and Chase. pick them up. So, uh, you so, on Duck Dynasty now? You're on the golf course? Yeah, so it's. I can honestly say that for that area, it's worked perfect. Well, uh, i, I, I got to say this. This is the first light I've ever seen that has a limited manufacturing warranty uh, three years on the headlight assembly and three years on the uh, LEDs. I don't know how many Q beams I uh, would burn out and one night. Go back to Kmart and go. Can I trade this back in? You got to buy. <laughs> you got to buy. But what one. you what you have <laughs> there, Braden, is the three in one Scan Pro. This thing's uh, awesome. Headlamp and and what I have here is the A67 IC three in one color. Uh, now that's more of a flashlight type. But this thing. here mounts to the scope in your rifle. Uh, it's a lot more intense, long-range uh, lighting, so you can, uh, for those long-range shots, it's... Uh, Focusing, you can focus it from a spot. Yeah, okay, that's cool. I like it. Uh, so it mounts on top. There's a scope mount that comes on top that you can mount on your scope. You notice they put a nice, on top of a nice Zeiss scope, just like mine. And do you see the uh, the fine print below that? It says scope and gun not included. Oh, yeah. darn. <laughs> well, you have to put that on there, because somebody like Bill George would go... Says right here, there's it's not around a gun. Where's the gun in the knife? How long again? It's not in yeah. the box. He would complain and three hundred, three hundred bucks. But stop you, on how by. Do you, how do you change the color on this thing? You got to change lenses out on it. Or? No, you just turn the knob. It, uh, the LEDs change automatically. What? Yeah, yeah. everything is in in one unit. It, and it is amazing because literally they turn around and it goes click, 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 and. And you can adjust the, the – That is so much nicer than the old – Remember on the old Q-beams and on the uh, – on the You put was, the cover over You had to take the thing, unscrew it, take the lens out, put well, the other lens in, screw it I, back I on. I don't know if Glenn talked about but one of the things that I really like about this light and, and Glenn yeah, he has talked one about and, that, so and just George has one. But when, <laughs> you, when you have it dimmed down and you turn it off, when you turn it back on, it's right back to the dim down setting. It's not some of the other oh, lights that we have. Watts, the, your very first turn on is high intensity. Then it goes low. And it, it, for people who were doing it, I would think you would start low and then go high. You know, but but well, yes, but if with you're that a particular light, come on by wherever uh, you left it at. Arrowhead Archery, and we're going to leave them here. Uh, leave one of the headlamp mounts here for people to register. Just drop in a ticket. And we'll be drawing at the end of each month. I might be around the booth. It's okay. And uh, for the next couple of months, we do have one to give away at the I, end of each month. I can, That's nice. I can put it to test and, and take it out and get her. What is that thing you have in your lap? I guess we'll discuss Something it when we come back. Something he stabbed in the leg for. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, we are being in Wild Outdoors here at the Florida Sportsman's Expo here at the fairgrounds. Come on out. Great day to visit. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Braden is bouncing around. Bill's bouncing around. We got a 
tracking everybody down and getting ready to open the doors. Yeah, well, the doors are just a few minutes away, that's for sure. And uh, sitting at the table with us, though, we have a gentleman, Mr. Captain Clyde. Captain Clyde is with the Crappie Psychics. Make them bite. He is the Crappie Psychic. What, what, what do you mean, the Crappie Psychic? Well, it's just a play on words. Um, it's kind of like I can read the crappie's mind. Well, I'm, I'm, I want you to go fishing with me. Let me know why they're not biting. <laughs> why, why ain't they biting, Captain Clyde? Well, uh, they bite all year round in Louisiana, where I'm from. Well, you know what? Mm-hmm. They, they bite all the time here in the state of Florida. Just I seem to be in the wrong place uh, <laughs> when I show up. Louisiana, what part? I'm about 45 miles southwest of New Orleans. So southwest. Deep south. Yeah, you're way over there, man. That's borderline uh, brackish water down there. It is borderline brackish. Yeah. I mean, uh, you get down that neck of the woods, uh, you got to go way up to get some really huge giant socalies, don't you? Got to go up to uh, uh, Lake Bistano. You got to go up there over to Louisiana, all those areas like that, don't you? Oh, yeah, Lake Darbonne, way up north in uh you know, we, uh, the deep water, clearer lakes, uh, probably further north, like you're saying. But we catch some pretty nice size ones. I fish right north of the intracoastal waterway. So I am in some pretty fresh water. Yeah, now, uh, you being the, uh, <coughs> the, crappie, the psychic. Uh, crappie psychic, or as we like to call, like to call you, the Sockily psychic, uh, we actually, years ago, Glenn and I came across, we stumbled upon a way to attract crappie to the bottom of your boat i want to see if you've ever heard of this we had an old guy call us up yeah after mentioning a story we mentioned a story and he went my grandpa used to fish this way from day one here in florida they would take a big jar like one of the one like gallon a pickle jar like a pickle jar and put minnows in it put minnows in it what do you know about and that? hang it underneath the boat and crappie would just come in like crazy and they would just catch them all day long well where I fish, the uh, Sockelet, as you referring to them, and which, by the way, is a Cajun French word that means sack of milk mm-hmm. for everybody listening. That's right. Uh, because milk is so smooth tasting and very white, which is just like a fillet of crappie yeah. or Sockelet. We, we always sit here on the show, there's two things that America should never know because there'd be none left is how crappie tastes and how elk tastes because there'd be none left. We would fish them all out, and we would kill every one out of Yellowstone, anything that's got antlers on it. But back to the uh, minnows, um, the diet of the Sockelet where I'm at is uh, a lot more extravagant, so to speak. Uh, Most of the lakes that are closed in, that's mainly what they're fishing on. They're fishing on bait balls, we call them, which is big, huge groups of minnows. Right. Well, there's a lot of different things for the Sockelet to feed on in deep south Louisiana, being in the marsh and everything. So you have all these little tiny shrimp. Grass you shrimp, have a yeah. lot of grubs that are hanging on to granivole plants, which I did a special on a couple of weeks ago in Louisiana. A lot of people don't even know what a granivole is. That's mm-hmm. a lotus plant if right. you ever want to look it up. But the the diet is so widespread. They eat, so, uh, they eat snails, too, don't they? They eat the little tiny freshwater snails in that area they eat there's so much for them to eat in southern louisiana i'm not saying the minnows in the glass jar wouldn't work i personally haven't tried it um uh, haven't had to try it but um, have you heard of it i mean I, yes have, have heard of? yes i have heard of it uh, well I, then i'm gonna try uh, what you need to do is get one 
get one of those big ones, put some grass shrimp in it, put a few snails in there, throw a couple other things in there, then hang it under the boat and see yeah, what see happens. <laughs> that will really mess them up. Yeah, then you have a feeding frenzy. They probably yeah, they attack the boat. The jar. It might, yeah, it might sink your well, boat. Well, one of the biggest things that they won't get from that is scent. And scent is oh, extremely true. important, and that's where no, all. No, no, no. we got to poke holes yeah, in the top Yeah, they poked holes lid. in the top. Oh, okay. And, and I the got thing, you. And they think that's one of the reasons why is because the minnows would get uh, yeah, if you have a frustrated whole bunch or frenzied, and they're banging into the jar. Not only is it the noise, but it's the flash and the scent of, I don't know if they give off a different scent when there's fear involved or whatever it is. And, man, it would just it would bring them all to one spot right there in the middle of the lake. Well, it makes sense. I, I just haven't personally tried it. Um, but, anyway. Uh, well, you're going to have to try it and let us know how it works out for you. I, I'll do that. You're going to have to. I'm out there not as often as I'd like to be because, you know, we're our business has only been around for four years. So, we're we're in the midst of trying to grow the business. And uh, No, what do you do? What, I mean, business-wise, what do you what else are you doing? I thought you just went around and told people how to catch these things. Oh no no no! We make uh, we make lures. We make what? Some, yes, we make some specialty. Where are they? I want to see <laughs> these magic lures. We make some. It's actually not a lure. We 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 make our living by enhancing other people's stuff. So what's so good about our products is you don't have to change what you like to use, including if you're fishing with live bait. Right. So anything you like to change, and crappie fishermen are just as finicky as the fish themselves. Oh, that's true. So they don't want to change what they've been using for years and years and years. Yeah, so. you find a bait and you find out it works, you're not changing it. What's yeah. uh, what's the guy's name that makes those lures out there on Lake Maddie? Yeah, uh, that's uh, Freddie Driggers. Freddie, and he makes, you remember what they're Co- called? Uh, crappie Chaos. Yeah, Crappie Chaos well, Jigs. If and you man, like, they're, they're if, they are awesome. Look, if you like fishing with the Crappie co- Chaos, you don't change. You just add my scented trailers to your favorite lure, and it'll double and triple your catch. I'm going to have to get some. What? Yes, we Where are, are these things. We want to taste them. We're, <laughs> I'll let Braden try we're, we're it. I, I bet these, you you could put it on this donut over here. We're going to see if these really things good. work. You do not want to oh taste gosh. this. I promise you, you Does do not want to taste it. Does it taste like caviar? No. Really? <laughs> it tastes like dopey? It, there's nothing on the market like it. I've been uh, tinkering with scents for about 15 years, and uh, this is an extremely strong scent. Well, them Cajuns can come up with some stinky stuff. <laughs> It'd be a good cover scent in the tree stand. Uh, whatever, man. You put it on your shoes, you might just All the raccoons it. would be coming up. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I do at least a little five-minute spiel on the importance of scent in my seminars, and I'll be doing a seminar here both days at 3 o'clock. That's right. So, yeah. Now, uh, when you go out and you go fish, are you cane pulling it? You got a reel? You got a rod? I am. Uh, look. Yo-yos? What are you using? I'm a one-pole guy, and I'm not jigging with a jig pole i am casting so anybody really? yes anybody does a charter i'm also a charter captain Do you troll so, it all for crappies uh, at all until you find them or what right i troll around with my trolling motor but i'm Glenn's not big actually, on that i'm He's not trolling off the back of the boat okay so we're casting we're looking for areas where we know they would be hanging out i don't use electronics i'm old school i'm with uh, you the electronics do help you in certain situations but we don't put down brush piles like they do in North Louisiana because there you got the and real Texas. You got the real deep, clear water lakes, and you kind of need to put some brush piles down. Christmas trees. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, now on this one, uh, Glenn. Stop giving away all your secrets. Glenn. I, Glenn is one of the most fascinating people to ride around in a boat with because we'll be riding along there at 40 miles an hour, whatever it is on the airboat, 50 miles an hour, and all of a sudden he'll go. 
dude, I got to mark this spot. And I was like, why? He goes, man, did you not smell them you beds? You don't smell them fish? You don't smell those beds right here, man? We need to mark this spot. And, uh, you know, he knows when those shell crackers are getting ready to bed just by the smell. Can you do that with, with crappie when they move uh, to start moving into shallower water? Or can you tell when you're riding across the lake that, here, here, I smell them right here. They're right here. I, I've never been able to do that. You need to take Glenn because, with you. Because I'm not smelling them. I'm reading their mind, remember? Oh, yeah, psychic. Psychic. I'm not smelling them. I'm reading their mind. And the only thing he's smelling <laughs> is all them trailers he's got. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll see when you come out to the booth, and you'll be like, whoa. I mean, it's extremely I'm going to get strong. some and take them home and throw them right out there in the lake and see what happens. You know, it's well, amazing to me. A crappie remind me of, uh, uh, in certain parts of the country, like Louisiana, South Mississippi areas, uh, parts of Texas, uh, Toledo Bend, all those areas around in there, that it's amazing how many crappie are pulled out of those lakes every single year, and those populations never seem to diminish. No, It's they like don't. shrimp in the Gulf of Mexico. Well, I don't know where they come from, but, I mean, they're always there. One thing we have over our neighbors is quantity. They might have the quality, but we have the quantity, and we have a very liberal limit. What's so your limit on crappies down there? 50 per person. Well, that's what we have for... No, we've uh, got 25. Most, no, no, yeah, no, most sh- people are 25. Most but, of the states are 25. But for uh, for bluegill, shell crackers, stuff like that, it's 50, 50 per person. So, really? You know yeah. what our limit is on shell crackers and bluegill? 12. 100. 300. <laughs> per person? 300 No wonder they come person. to Florida and get in trouble. Jeez. Three hundred per person. How do you people not weigh five thousand pounds? <laughs> All right, well, stay with us, psychic. We're going to take a break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors broadcasting live Top of the hour out here at the uh, Florida Sportsman's Expo. Hour number three is coming up. We hope you'll stay with us. We're brought to you. Doors by are open. Outdoors and Brandon Ford. 